1: And I'm joined by the Sorcerer Supreme and co-host Taylor Sokol. Today, we're reviewing the latest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is a screenplay by Michael Waldron and directed by the one and only Sam Raimi. His first film in like nine years and the return to the superhero genre after the critically acclaimed Spider-Man 3. Um joking aside. Uh, but Maybe course, in a we different universe, <laughs> yeah. In a different universe, Spider-Man 3 was, I mean, it still made a lot of money, but it's a better movie in the universe. But Taylor, okay, let's get to the point here. We were so excited for this coming here in phase four. You know, apart from the Avengers film, we were kind of like Doctor Strange hasn't had his own sequel yet. I mean, he debuted back in 2016 with the solo film, and you know, he's popped up in the Avenger films, and then coming in no way home but he hasn't had his own solo adventure since and we were excited to see what was going to be the continuing story of dr strange and obviously with no way home opening the door to the multiverse could have a lot of uh, a lot of pros and a lot of cons uh, when it comes to the dangers within so before we get to our review this is your spoiler warning
0: spoiler warning we even got the demon voice. Great.
1: Oh, yes. Of course, if you've actually seen this film, go see it because we will be talking about major plot points. But Taylor, what is a brief synopsis of Doctor Strange? And then let's cast our spell and get in this review.
0: So brief synopsis of Doctor Strange. Should we find the um, Sorcerer Supreme are no longer the Sorcerer Supreme? Uh, Stephen Strange, as he's, you know, kind of getting back into reality of being gone for five years after uh, Thanos' snap and now snap back into existence, Um, you know, he's having trouble moving on his life, you know, love his life, uh, on again, off again, Christine Palmer's getting married, and all of a sudden, uh, he's been plagued by these, before this, he's been plagued by nightmares of, you know, seeing visions of himself with this girl, and then um, monsters attack, and he has to defend this girl named American Chavez. And so they, um, he finds out that, you know, there are multiple universes. And now that he has to protect this girl who's being chased throughout the multiverse, and he ends up getting a lot more than he bargained for, um, him and, uh, his, the new Sir Supreme Wong. So, uh, we, uh, which, which is so great. I, I love you know uh, Benedict Wong playing Wong <laughs> it's so great cuz he you know he's now popped up in a couple of uh properties and of Marvel and it's been great to see him back for this one for sure
1: I wonder when they were casting this originally they were like we have to have these two characters both be Benedict's uh maybe yeah. <laughs> the maybe the casting person really likes Eggs Benedicts and that's how it uh, worked out but um yeah it's having Wong back um and you know we've seen already in you know little bits of like um, Shang-Chi and stuff that he's kind of taking over as a new kind of gathering, maybe the next team of Avengers possibly. Um, So he's definitely taking more of the leadership role, but Dr. Strange, you know, just had the whole incident with Spider-Man and the multiverse, almost cracking and all that stuff. So he has a little bit of experience, but yeah, meeting this young girl, he's having these dreams. He knows that she's, you know, That's who he sees in his dream. And these creatures attacking and realizing, oh, she has the power to travel to the multiverse, but she's the only one of her kind. As in, you know, everyone has a variant and the other universes, she doesn't. She can travel from different places, but she has no like, oh, on Earth 625, there's that America Chavez. No, she's the only one. And clearly whatever this demon is that wants her power could unleash all kinds of hell. So Dr. Strange thinks, well, you know what? I'll go help. Uh, I'll go get uh, help from my friend who knows a little bit about witchcraft. They see that the spell on the demon has some kind of symbols that look at witchcraft. So naturally he goes to the only witch he knows, Wanda Maximoff, Elizabeth Olsen back in this film. And right away, it was so exciting to see that as much as maybe fans were hoping that she was somewhat... On the good side, she clearly has been completely taken over by the dark hold, which we saw at the end of WandaVision, and she's on a path to get her kids. Uh, she wants to find her kids, and her goal is to go through a different universe, essentially kill that version of herself, and then watch those versions of her kids. And this is where I think the story was really smart about... Wanda is going to be our villain, our main villain, and she is badass in this movie. This is like Elizabeth Olsen's best acting in the role. I mean, she did some great work in WandaVision, but truly this is where she gets to shine as a Scarlet Witch in all of her evil glory. And it's exciting like chase movie. This is like we have to get to this place to protect her. And there's some really cool visuals in the beginning of this movie where you kind of see a bit of that in the trailer, where they first kind of go through the multiverse, and it's kind of like they're going through different, you know, worlds all within like the matter of two minutes. And I do think that was really cool and exciting. And it was like, oh, we could have explored any of those, but we we kind of end up in this futuristic, looks very healthy New York City. Uh, yeah, people really like their green uh, and their vegetables, and uh, it just looks really nice. But what do you think of this whole beginning? This this, this giant. <laughs> Squid monster thing, uh, you know, with the eyeball. It, it, I think for Sam Raimi coming back in here to do a, a, a superhero movie since Spider-Man, getting to show these, this huge kind of big opening fight sequence that had a little, rem- you know, kind of made me think of Doc Ock uh, fighting Spider-Man, these grand big moments. And <laughs> that moment when the eyeball get popped out was was gross. But it was so gross in the right way. Does that make sense? Yeah, the whole beginning of that, the whole monster thing in the beginning there.
0: It was a great, you know, way to, let's just get right into the action. I feel like a lot of superhero movies, they may, they have such like, okay, let's catch up. This is what happened previously on um, Doctor Strange. And so it was, it really kind of like, okay, we're going for broke. We're just jumping into, and I, I love that Sam Raimi has a great eye for superhero films. But also a lot of his origin, as we know, is the Evil Dead series and horror. So for him to kind of combine both elements, this was like, okay. And it was good, gross-out humor, which um I did like that. And for PG-13 movie, I thought I did a very good job of kind of, you know, kind of blurring the lines there. where It can be kind of, a, you walk a kind of fine line to do that. But, yeah, I love the opening sequence, and I was really excited. Okay, where where is this going to take us here?
1: And starting off... Right away with the variant of Doctor Strange, we have Defender Strange, as he's known, uh, with the ponytail, and he has the the different kind of hairstyle and the whole look. And yeah, it was an exciting big opening of, let's do a kind of a fight scene that is actually a dream, and then our Doctor Strange that we know is going to the wedding of the girl that got away the wedding, you know, of the, the woman he loves. And it was actually a little cool moment with uh, Michael Stahlberg, who you know, it was the doctor in the first film and kind of talking about how, like, was there any other option with, like, it almost felt a little weird that maybe people have common knowledge that uh, he gave up the time stone, but it was like, it was kind of asking, like, was there any other option besides the one that ended up having Thanos do the snap? And Doctor Strange kind of happened to be like, no, there was no other way. Which does, it? that kind of made me think that the movie was going to take it to places of, he's going to go through other universes and see how other people handled the Thanos situation, which we'll, we'll get to in just a bit here, but having this big, op- awesome, action sequence, going to Wanda, we already have this creepy vibe of, she has this whole area looking like a nice cherry blossoms and like, it's orchard, all gorgeous yeah. plantation looking. thing, And then all of a sudden, and it's just desolated and red. And she's just like, look, You go do some crazy things. People think you're a hero. I do it. People think I'm a villain. That's not fair. So clearly she's like, I'm going to give you the sundown, but I'm going and I need that girl's power because I want to go to another universe and find my kids. The whole battle at Carmitage in the beginning was really awesome. All these sorcerers with their shields and Wong being like the general, like, hold it, hold the line and stuff. But just showing how powerful Wanda is. She's reached the real kind of apex of her power. And I love that cool moment where Doctor Strange kind of hides her in like the mirror-ish kind of prison, but she knows that she can use the reflection to kind of come through. And this is where a little bit of that horror comes in where they're trying to block all the things and then she like puts her hand through like a puddle and, and a like... little
0: eyeball comes out. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of eye-popping moments, literally. A lot of like...
1: eyes in this. Um going through the gong, very creepy. And this led to the whole, okay. America Chavez, she can't really control her power when she gets really scared or emotional. This is when she opens a giant star, which, by the way, that's just hilarious that her power is like this giant star wave point. And this is where Doctor Strange and her flow through multiple universes. And then they eventually land in this one. And I thought visually it was so cool. It made me think a little bit of Doctor Strange, the first film, when he first has that big trip, he's going through all those different things. And it was so crazy. I thought there was gonna be a lot more of that throughout the film, and there wasn't, um, which we'll get to a little later. But later on this planet, they eventually meet. They like we have to go to the sanctum and we'll figure out what's going on here. Meeting uh Mordos back um with some dreads looking uh, all fly. So this is this planet's version of him, this uh this guy. And I will say one thing I was kind of disappointed about was we were led to believe at the end of the first Doctor Strange, that whole post-credit scene was
0: too many sorcerers
1: so he was gonna you know attack him
0: yeah and and they could basically he kind of talks it off like yeah who's this guy he's like well he's uh we've had some like they had like other battles that oh we're not gonna talk like they basically explained it away like there was all the there's a this is dr strange 3 there was a dr strange two that you know we never got to see it was a,
1: yeah, a 1.5 that yeah we never exactly saw.
0: so and it was like okay and i really and i really was excited again this is what you know chris and i had said yeah. that the problem with trailers, and this is why we're going to do an episode about trailers, is I like how they can tease stuff, but then when you kind of mislead us and get us excited about the wrong thing, where we thought, okay, he is going to be maybe a secondary villain, you know, or one of, like, many things that he has to face off. So, yeah, it wasn't that version. We still have that one floating in our current MCU, a multiverse. It's kind of confusing, folks. Bear with us. So it wasn't. Yeah, so this is kind of weird, and but apparently then... You know he takes him in and he's like um actually the threat to our universe is you and he's like whoa whoa guys uh we have a scarlet witch on the loose and uh but we're introduced no one, no one believes no, yeah, one believes no him. of course no one believes him. um but then here's like i want to introduce you to the illuminati so now we get the the marvel illuminati which we were kind of excited about the teaser of who was going to be on this council yeah,
1: we knew from a early trailer that you know, we're going to get Sir Patrick Stewart back as Charles Xavier, Professor X. And this was going to be exciting because we've we've had these little, you know, little things about, oh, we know they're going to introduce mutants at one point. X-Men has been bought by Disney. You know, they own the rights to Fox. So X-Men Fantastic Four are coming, but actually getting a very unique set of Illuminati that oversee all the things on this one planet this version of the universe and yes we have reed richards john krasinski which yes a lot of people screamed in my showing because he's been a fan favorite to play that forever um we have Haley atwell here as captain carter which after seeing what if was really exciting lashana lynch as maria rambo her this version of captain marvel which was like oh what if she had become captain marvel You yes. know, interesting um, a character that first I was like so confused about because I never watched humans who did? Uh, but Anson Mount, uh, who you know has been doing a lot with Star Trek lately, here's Black Bolt. Obviously their version of Mordo. And then yes, Charles Xavier himself. And it was an interesting thing for me because I was like, I feel like the six of them or five if you don't count Mordo being a previous villain in this series I don't think any of that was really like if all those have been revealed before the movie, it would not have like, it didn't diminish the surprise for me. What was the surprise was how quickly they all die. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That was the surprise. They
1: get wiped out. So Wanda, they forgot that there actually is a a way that if you can't travel to another universe, you can dream walk into that universe and you can take control of your variant in that universe. So she takes over the Wanda in that universe and girl comes in a Rex house. And I think as exciting as that whole sequence was, and it really was and it showed how powerful Wanda was. It almost felt like the Illuminati came and went so fast that I was like, what was the point of keeping it a secret in the first place? It wasn't like Andrew and Toby in No Way Home where they had like 30, 40 minutes of screen time and they had like impact. This, they they kind of just showed up to be like, oh, actually, you know what happened? The the big reveal. The big, We should tell them the truth. Yes. Was that in their universe, they easily defeated Thanos and they realized that Doctor Strange was actually the, his potential power was going to be too strong and they had to take him out. And we see Black Bolt do this whole, like, you know, has these crazy shockwaves and it it took out that Doctor Strange. But I mean, I was just like, oh, they kind of came and went so fast that I was like, it, w- it didn't seem that important. And I'm like, that could have been a little more time where we could have taken some time with uh, Doctor Strange in that situation being a prisoner. And also there was a long rumor, you know, the, the, the way the trailers came out, a lot of people were rumoring that Tom Cruise was supposed to come in as this alternate Tony Stark and be a superior dark version. He's not in the film at all. I do think that could have been an element that would have worked here. Like, I liked Captain Carter because we just watched What If a few months ago. Yeah. I didn't really care at all for Lashana Lynch as Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel still is a sore spot for me. I love her in Endgame. I hate that movie with a passion. It's the lowest for me in the MCU. So I was just kind of like, they're a cool group. Krasinski, cool. Hope he comes in to actually be part of Fantastic Four. Moving on of R. Reed Richards on this planet. But it kind of felt like. They weren't as important because they was they all died so quickly.
0: Yeah, you couldn't care about them, and even how they died. And this is where you know a lot of viewers. And this is what we talked about about Marvel films: is if you're gonna do kind of the gore and stuff, you it kind of takes away when you can't see it. Where it'd be better if it was totally implied, like you see at one point Captain Carter gets sliced in half with her uh, shield, but you don't see that; you just see her, and then you see blood on the shield. Yeah, I'm like, okay, just don't... Sh- and, like, and then Black Bolt's like, oh, he's going to take you out. With what mouth? And his head implodes, basically.
1: Mr. Anderson, yeah. I yeah. was <laughs> like, oh, the Matrix moment. Um, but I mean, Wanda Wrecking House was so cool to watch. And it just shows how powerful she is. And it, again, if it's like, this was a cool moment to have something we have not seen in the MCU at the Illuminati. That means that there could be Illuminati on other planets we don't know but you have the Inhumans mutants are technically now part of the MCU officially, but her wrecking house. And then the whole sequence of her chasing Dr. Strange, Christine and America. through like these like sewers and stuff was real creepy. I thought that was some great Sam Raimi. Just like her legs, a little injured. So she's kind of like hobbling, like a zombie towards them. And she's like trying to get to them uh but it led to a really cool moment where (laughs) it almost felt like this was one of those things where i was like i'm sure this is part of the comics but it seemed too easy it seemed like the mummy to me where it was like there's the black book that does the dark you know the dark world and then there's the book of ashanti which is the nice one and if you get that you can have any power you want to defeat your enemy i'm like really there's just a book out there it's like the saving grace you know yeah it's too easy um, well it was too easy because it actually didn't, you know, it ends up being burnt and uh, doesn't even get to use it but the next sequence of this whole like we, while this is going on on this planet I did like the whole visual aspect of there's this huge mountain castle that actually <laughs> it reminded me of it looked a little bit too much like the mountain castle we just saw in Secrets of Dumbledore but I digress <laughs> Wong has kind of been kidnapped by Wanda to go find this thing. And the visual aspect, like these four giant
0: troll creature things were
1: like really cool.
0: They kind of remind me of, uh, if you've seen Shazam, folks, uh, you know, the other, like the little, the seven deadly sins in uh, form. That was like really cool.
1: It was like them combined with the cave troll from Lord of the Rings.
0: And this was exciting because they were diving more into the lore of the Scarlet Witch, because we've only hinted, this is the first, the second time now That um, we have, you know, talked about her because she's never been called the Scarlet Witch until any of the the iterations, until the show. And then what was great is like, okay, so there's more to that. And you see the behind, like, these creatures bow to her like, oh, this is not a tomb. This is the throne. So she's really, she's going full villain. Like, this is like, okay, this is epic. But I really wanted to dive more into the lore of the Scarlet Witch. I was hoping that we're going to get maybe more into that. But we also do, of course, we get the um, wonderful uh, dark version of Doctor Strange, which we were uh, graced with in What If. It, it, the
1: thing, though, is it wasn't fully the version in What If that I was hoping for, and this is where I think the, the they could have gone a little darker and a little more powerful. But that, to me, was I think was my favorite visuals of the whole movie. Was Doctor Strange? He's in this this one universe, and he's with Christine, and he's like, well. We got to find, there might be a Doctor Strange here. So if there is, I can talk to him and figure it out. And you see, like, from the visual standpoint, it's, like, Inception, but, like, devastated. The You see, like, the Chrysler building, but it's, like, falling apart. And, like, all of New York is, like, that was so cool.
0: Well, it was exciting because I just went back and watched What If, and that was, like, man, he kind of almost destroyed the universe. So it was kind of very reminiscent of that. So I was, like, okay, this is kind of cool where this yeah so that but and then he goes into the sanctus centaurum and it's like the cool like oh the staircase Haunted, leading to nowhere creep, oh yeah
1: and like the ocean behind him but like he's inside so cool and it, it, they do bring up the whole idea that if two universes were to collide it's called an incursion and that actually can wipe out the entire planet uh, which was a big reason why the illuminati decided to destroy that doctor strange in the first place but yeah him going up this staircase and being like hello and this guy is like so dark and demented. And he's like, I haven't heard a voice in so long that you're like, yeah. okay, this guy's creepy. And clearly it's one of those like, come in friend, but I can't let you leave. And he has the third eye, which was yeah. a really cool. Like, and he's like, well, if you have the dark hold, the dark hold takes a little bit of you too. And you know, it's not always a good thing. So that was a cool sequence.
0: I thought it was going to be a little longer. But the whole musical note thing, which was so, because it was so different. And I was, yeah. Yeah. So cool. This, like, yeah, a fight sequence
1: with music notes. I was like, Disney's Philharmonic? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic coming yes. to life. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic by Quentin Tarantino coming next year. Uh, that was so cool. Just, yeah, it was like weird, bonkers, still horrific. But, uh, and even the way that that's strange, he knocks him out of the window and he lands on the three. Oh, and then like, yeah. the, the, the eye eye lands pops and open. Christine's like, huh? And the third eye goes, <laughs> you No,
0: know, these eye popping moments. And with, speaking of Christine, I love that Rachel McAdams, even though her version that we come to know, she had a lot to do in this one, which I thought that was, which was, I thought that was great compared to the first one where she was just kind of the the damsel. But this one I thought was really great that the, he gets this great moment of like, you know I really failed and I love that every doctor strange is pretty much the same and that they failed in one way so I think it was really great to show his development where he's like you know I really failed and it's like you know but I every version we we love you no matter what I thought that was really great their kind of like slow arc over this film that he got to basically carry out with a different version of her which I thought that was really cool
1: yeah a little bit of uh you know sometimes we don't get that closure and he knows that he can't probably change anything on his planet with his version. But even like they have a bit of authority, like maybe we could go to dinner or something. And she was like, I'd love to, but I can't, I have to yep. go back to my, you yeah, know, exactly. And I, I I did love that because Dr. Strange, you know, he has very similar Tony arc of he's very full of himself and then going through this whole journey with his hands and, and, you got to think too, you've been, you were dusted and you, he had to make that choice for the greater good, knowing that although this is going to hurt a lot of people in the end, it's going to allow us to beat Thanos. So I thought it was great that he does have this whole journey with her. And even though really, you know, this whole movie is kind of like a buddy movie of him helping this young girl out who doesn't know her powers and very much like him. He didn't know he was going to have these powers. He didn't know he was going to be the Supreme You know, wizard one day, but he had to keep fighting for it. And Wanda is clearly just off the deep end because of this need for her children. And the whole end sequence of this film. Oh, what a great climatic! Was Sam Raimi being like, I'm going to give you what Sam Raimi right now. The the whole idea of, well, you can dreamwalk in a body if it's your, you know, variant. Who said it had to be alive? and the earlier version which we saw was horribly uh killed uh of his you know defender strange him walking into that body this whole zombie and he's got like he actually uses the dark power to his yeah, advantage
0: where all these dark specters like ah! like yeah, creepy goblin ghost
1: and like he kind of becomes like crazy like you think of that whole like you know the uh the meditation, like with all the different arms, but he's like a zombie, creepy version of it. And this is his way of, I'm going to go in and, and wreck house against Wanda. And Wanda, at times, I, I do love how, as powerful as she is, I love when she's kind of like, oh, uh, what? Like, when she's like, dang, this is like working. But what a great moment for, you know, almost it could be like Wanda and Strange could go at it all day. And with their different powers, one might not ever be able to beat the other. But then having that moment where, America's like, oh, I'll give you what you want. And she teleports her to see the kids from the Wanda that she had taken over. And they're scared to death of her. Because you would be too. If you saw a different version of your mom and didn't. you had no clue that there were other worlds or anything, and she was this creepy looking, you know, it would scare you. It would scare you so bad, especially as young kids. And there's this realization that she's like, oh my gosh, I... I'm the monster. I'm terrible. And I love that moment where she's kind of on the floor crying, and the variant comes up, and she's like, just know that they're loved and being taken care of, was so powerful. I was like, that's such great storytelling. This is why Wanda really stole this movie. Well,
0: and that's what's epic because we have not seen the slow villain arc. I mean, she basically, it was like the best villain arc we've had since, honestly, Loki, Her, those two characters, where it's kind of like, it's a compl- really complicated character. Um, what, one thing I'm a little bummed that we didn't have, because again, another saving it, Kevin Feige says, I don't leave loose ends, but I'm very surprised that she didn't try to find another universe with her vision alive. And we did get vision from, uh, WandaVision who basically was the corpse or the, you know, the parts of vision that was, um, by (laughs) complicated long-winded answer, but basically he, got his memories back of his previous White life. vision yeah white vision who goes off into the sunset and disappears so we didn't i was surprised we didn't
1: get I'm glad picked. you brought that up actually because that is one thing about this movie that i have i've listened to other reviews so far and stuff i agree on they don't talk about vision like at all she talks about like one time that you know i had to i had to bro- you know blow my boyfriend's brains out you know and, <laughs> yeah, and basically um and it's like you wouldn't have wanted to go to other
0: universes to see that version of vision well she all the, everything she did was first was creating him and then the kids appeared from her magic but vision was the sole thing like they kind of there and i feel like and this is what we talked about i think same Rami missed that he should have watched the whole show because he like kind of didn't really get build that connection i feel like they kind of failed that because that would have been a great way to introduce white vision potentially or even yeah because he's he's just
1: out there flying around we don't know what he's doing and this is where a lot of it comes down to i don't know this has something to do with the reshoots you know we've we've been told it was a two hour 40 minute version of this film it was cut down to two hours and six minutes it does seem it's it's a very rushed movie we don't get a lot of time to breathe some of that i i do love though when it comes like a horror movie you know you kind of want to keep it paced well
0: it, it goes well with the, the the horrific pace absolutely but
1: um i mean the ending she sacrifices herself she demolishes this this old temple so we think but we did see like a big kind of red blurb and i was like that's her teleporting I, I don't see you can't have this version of wanda that we've been following since you know age of ultron and to to, to go through all this and then just kill her off and like we don't have the character anymore she's clearly going to come back and Now that Mews can be a possibility, you have to remember that technically Scarlet Witch's dad is Magneto. So there's a whole lot that they could do with her later. And I think she will be back. And maybe now she'll use her power for good. Who knows? But Doctor Strange, the way this movie ended, it felt like it was supposed to end because we knew the next Doctor Strange is just about to come out or like the Avengers movie that's going to talk about it. But he since he used the Darkhold for the whole ending, he's like, he fixes his watch which is a cool little like character moment of he's had it broken forever and he's like all right i'm 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 happy with my life i helped this kid she now is going to become a, a wizard as well a sorceress and wong you know he's like you're the sorceress supreme do your thing we're all good and he's like walk around new york being like ah, cheery
0: day all and we all need a sudden, is- all ah! we- i know he's like migraine and he gets the third eye which was cool i was like that's a great way to kind of it's a a good finger whore, because, and it's a good, very horrific core yes. ending.
1: But then we get the post-credit scene where Charlie's throne shows up looking like an eternal. Her name is Clea. And she's like, um, there's an incursion happening with you, your world, and mine. You want to go help? And he's kind of like, and his third eye lights up and he's like, Sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a good
0: time. Or Basically, it was his magic uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's
1: excited. We know what I was was yeah. uh, looking at. I mean <laughs> Um, but it was interesting that when she cut through, it was the dark dimension. Which, which we, was for
0: those of you who've seen the first one, that's where he fought Dumar, du, uh, Dormammu. In Dormammu, the
1: and Clea apparently is supposed to be a daughter of Dormammu or something, and eventually marries Doctor Strange in the comics. So they, you know, Doctor Strange will return. We know he's going to get a third movie. When that will be, who knows? And, and then of course, yeah, we, Bruce Campbell will be in a long time acting. Uh, you know under Sam Raimi. His whole career started with Evil Dead and, you know, he had those great cameos on the Spider-Man movies. We knew he was going to be in this. I don't think it was the best cameo. I thought they would have used him as one of these Marvel characters would have been a funnier thing. Like I thought if he showed up as Mysterio, it would have been hilarious, but (laughs) just the ending it's over. (laughs) It's like, so it was so Evil Dead that I did, uh, I did chuckle, but overall this movie, I really enjoyed the visuals, the music, Danny Elfman killing it, the acting, and just the horror. I like that we had a lot of horror. We don't get a ton of horror in the MCU, and with some properties coming up like Blade and other things, we're probably going to get more horror than we've had in the past. And I like that. And I I could see Sam Raimi returning for another go if he wanted to. I do think some of the pacing is a little rushed, and I think there could have been a little more multiverse. I think there's plenty of madness, not enough multiverse. I I wish they had you know more more crazy sequences that one sequence was so cool and it was one that we got so at the end of the day this sits for me somewhere like between like a seven and an eight so i'm gonna i'm gonna sit for now at a seven i really had a good time i still was like this is eye candy to watch i just wish the story had been a little more polished and maybe if it had like a two hour 20 minute cut and given a little more time for some of the stuff but overall this was a blast so i'm gonna i'm gonna say the seven out of ten
0: and I'm, I'm gonna go with the seven out of ten as well for the same reasons i actually would have loved to see the two hour 40 version i feel like i might yeah. have enjoyed it more if there's a director Do- cut i want it oh absolutely so yeah great visuals great collaboration sam raimi and marvel keep it coming and uh, it's so great to see uh Benedict cumberbatch back in the role for a full-fledged film so I hope you all get to tell us what you think. Go out and check this film now. You can see Doctor Strange 2, The Multiverse of Madness, in theaters exclusively. And that was this edition of Potential Picks.
1: Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast, or
0: on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email The Potential Podcast at yahoo.com.
1: I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And
0: I'm your host, Taylor
1: Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember,
0: know Know your your potential. potential.